You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, 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 yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron and I have only one goal, which is to bring you great thinking from great leaders in this industry to help you create a better practice and better life. And today, got a friend of mine, Mark Padgett, who is the executive director of the Wisconsin Dental Association. And we talk about what it means to be a dental entrepreneur and the natural challenges and where we're headed and how we're going to support these people. It is awesome. So check it out. I know you guys will enjoy it and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to another amazing edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron. I got two special guests today. Uh, and this is extra fun for me because we get a chance to hang out and do this live and in person. And so I've got my regular guest, Dr. Barrett Straub, and a new guest, Dr. Mark Padgett. Mark, thanks for being on today, brother. My pleasure. All right, cool. And today we're going to be talking about some of the things that we're up to Um and uh, we've got, a, a, you know, the DEP program uh, and some really exciting things. And if you're a young dentist, I want you to think about this. There's a lot of challenges out there. And this is truly one of the most amazing professions ever. And today we're going to shed some light on what's going on in dentistry, what we're up to, our passions behind it. So you're going to want to tune in and listen because we're going to get into the real stuff here. And so uh, just thanks for listening. So, Mark, I want I want people to know who you are. So who is Dr. Mark Patch? Well, let, let me introduce Mark <laughs> Okay, deal. So Mark Padgett is the executive director of the Wisconsin Dental Association. I've known Mark a long time. I, I in my former life, was um, on the Wisconsin Dental Association Board of Trustees. I love organized dentistry. I did, I've done a lot with organized dentistry. I will continue to do things with organized dentistry. And so I've known Mark a long time. Uh, Mark is a servant to dentistry. He does a fantastic job leading the Dental Association. We're partnering up here, Act Dental and the WD along with um, Marquette Dental School. So we've been interacting and talking lots with Mark. So I th we thought it'd be fun bring you into the room um, and just sit and talk. And so, yeah, we, as, as always, we have our cards here, right? Yeah. And um, we have our, our cue cards. We're going to draw from them and we're going to talk about lots of good things. We're going to talk about where the WDA is going, where dentistry is going, where private practice is going. What are the hurdles for young dentists and how the three of us were talking before this that we just want to help. Yeah. And, and that's what we're here to do. So, Mark, your story, 
your why? Who's Mark Padgett? Well, I'm with the WDA 16 years now. Oh. I started in May of 2006. Yeah. And uh, Kirk, I appreciate the promotion, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not a dentist. <laughs> oh, I thought you. Although I will rarely correct anyone for saying that. Because <laughs> hey. it, if I'm out in public and people are, I'm with a group of dentists and they call us all doctors, I'm not going to correct them. All right, cool. <laughs> I consider that a huge compliment. That's but awesome. I was never smart enough to even come close to getting into dental school. But um, I've been the executive director at WDA and I just adore the association. We've been around for over 150 years. And uh, the, uh, the story of the association is long and storied. Um, we celebrated our 150th anniversary a couple years ago and had a big celebration. Uh, before this, I was the executive director of the Wisconsin Funeral Directors Association. So ironically, I see a lot of similarities in mm -hmm. the two professions. They're yeah. you know, family-owned, private practices, private funeral homes. So uh, entrepreneurs, they run their own business and they, their name is on the front door. And uh, I, I noticed when I started with the WDA, I saw a lot of similarities, and uh, that made me very, very proud that yeah. I was joining an association that stands for something, and that's mm -hmm. what the WDA does. That's awesome. That's awesome. And um, when you're looking at, like, the future, the current state, give us the current state of dentistry from your perspective, not only from the WDA, but, you know, what, because a lot of listeners, we've got a lot of young dental students listening, a lot of young professionals. From your perspective, give us the current state of organized dentistry. Well, I can tell you, coming out of COVID um, made me very proud to see what the profession did during COVID, yeah. how, how they were creative and how they found ways to treat patients under adverse conditions. And I think dentistry is stronger than ever. Um, there's a lot of demand that was pent up during COVID for whatever reason, people didn't come into the dental office. Now they want to get in. So we're hearing stories that, you know, they're booking out months and months and months. The biggest challenge right now is employ employees, the right. dental team. We hear from members that they have a hard time finding hygienists and assistants. And it's not just Wisconsin, it's nationwide. So if I could say right now today, what's our biggest challenge? It's workforce. Yeah. And uh, it's just the, in Wisconsin, we have eight dental hygiene programs. They're all full. They're at capacity. There's waiting lists. And uh, they're all spoken for before they graduate. Mm -hmm. So um, we formed a, a work group, a workforce work group with Dr. Cliff Hartman, our president. And uh, we're trying to find ways to, to beef up the workforce. And yeah. we've met with the technical college schools about expanding their enrollment. We've met with the technical college system to see if they can start some new programs. And uh, so far, we're, we're getting a lot of heads nodding around the table in the room. They all know there's a problem. Right. And now we just have to find solutions and creative ways. We do know that COVID forced a lot of retirements. Right. You know, we heard from a lot of dental hygienists and assistants. Maybe they're in their mid to late 50s, early 60s. They were thinking about retiring and COVID just helped them make the decision. Yeah. And uh, so we, we saw a lot of retirements and it all happened so quickly. Right. And, uh, so that's our biggest challenge right now, I would say. Yeah. And I'll throw this in there. We'll start with the big view and then you guys take this apart. You guys know I'm very biased about this. I love this country. I love this profession and it's an amazing place. And I think that's the first place I'd start is like, if you're, you know, and, and not to disrespect any other countries that might be listening to this, but everybody has an opportunity and power of choice. And so as we look at growing an economy like healthcare um, and other things are challenges for, for this great economy, but this, this country needs small business. It needs leaders. Our profession needs leaders. And so one of the 
things that we're crazy passionate about here at Act Dental. And we have a small training room and we're just committed to really helping this profession. And I shared this quote with you. I This is one of my favorite. As somebody said to me, Kirk, you're not really a leader until you develop other leaders that develop other leaders. And at that point, when I heard that for the first time, I was like, holy moly, that is really, that's our responsibility. That's our calling is to, you know, um, to develop people so that they can go back out and create an impact, not only in their community, but to their patients, be great, you know, spouses, significant others, great parents, all those things. And that's a big part. If you're listening, why you went into dentistry, it wasn't that, oh man, I couldn't work, couldn't stop thinking about how I'm going to work on teeth. That's mm-hmm. part of it. Part of it was you, there was a why, a strong why. And so I think one of our goals passionately is these kids coming out of dental school, we want them to know that they have a choice. There's a lot. They can go into public health. They could go and work for a big organization. They could go and start their own practice. They could go into a lot. Of, but given the opportunity of choice and given the choice, they can create a great practice and a great life. Would you agree with yeah, that? 100%. So, 100%. Yeah. And so I feel like that's the that's the crux of the challenges. These things are important. You know, I have friends that own businesses that are restaurant owners, you know, investment, you know, organizations, um, website designers, they all say the same thing. The workforce is a challenge. This soon too will work itself out. And uh, I want you to know as a dentist, if you're listening, like dentistry is an amazing profession. You, you know, what's really cool. There's no rules. You can create a great organization that takes care of great people that will ultimately take care of patients. You can pick your hours. You can choose your fees. You can choose who to work on. You can choose what days to work. You can choose what type of dentistry. There's no rules. Right. Once you start to figure out who you are, I want you to think about it. Like you could do anything you want to do. And what we want to do is provide tools so that people go, I can practice this way. Yes, you can. You know, so um, I think it's the first part of it is just understanding that and the choice behind it. So. Yeah, I'll piggyback on that. I mean, that I always say that's one of the reasons that dentistry is the best profession. It, 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 the, the amount of freedom that it allows dentists to, yeah. especially when they own their own practice, then they literally make all the calls, right. work when you want, work on who you want, work with who, with whoever you want. The, the, the choices are endless. So um, I think the three of us agree the profession is amazing. We're here to protect it. We're here to uh, promote it and, and further it. Um, I, 16 years ago, when you got to the WDA, you came up to Port Washington you took me out to lunch. We sat down. You showed your leadership skills by just saying, hey, I'm new here. Tell me tell me what's important. Tell me what a young dentist wants to know. Tell me how I can be an effective leader here. Um, and, and in 16 years, I can't believe it's been 16 years, but in 16 years, um, you've proven great leadership. I would like to know, you know, give us the state of the union for dentistry and kind of how the WDA and organized dentistry kind of fits into that. Well, we, we currently have about 3,100 members across the state, and they're in all different practice modalities. You know, Kirk, you mentioned some are in public health. They work for FQHCs. Some own their own practice. Some are employee dentists. And we have a real cross-section. Um, the age of our members varies dramatically. We have some members in their 80s. We have some members in their mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. And that's so exciting for me to go and meet with these young dentists to get a vision for where they see things going. One of the great joys I have is every year when Marquette welcomes their incoming class. I was down there last week to welcome the D1 students. And there's 102, I think it was this time. 
and uh, they're so anxious and excited to go. And then I see them in four years when they graduate Mm -hmm. and then we find out where they're headed and what Mm -hmm. they want to do and what their dream is. And like Barrett said, they can do anything they want. And that to me is so exciting to see and track these young people. And, you know, we have a student trustee on our board. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have students in our house of delegates. And now as they've graduated, I've kept in touch with them. I get to know them a little bit and I see how excited they are when they buy their own practice yeah. or they buy into a practice and they take such pride and ownership in that. And it makes me feel good. Yeah. And uh, not that I had anything to do with it, believe me, but it's like raising kids and you're so proud of them when, when they do good and they do good things. And that's one of the most rewarding parts of my job. And then watching how our members get creative when they yeah. face challenges. We talked about COVID. We're talking about workforce right now. And bet your bottom dollar, dentistry is going to find a way to get through all these challenges. It always has and it always will. Yeah. Now, a couple months ago, Barrett, you know, we've known each other for a long time, you know, and uh, had a great opportunity to work together. And uh, it was, it's been more than a couple months. It's probably been, this has been brewing for a year Year and a half, a year plus. You know, we sat down, we had an idea and the idea let's talk about the, why the idea developed and what the inherent challenges were, you know, as you were talking to Marquette, they were talking to you and you were talking to us. What, what was the motivation behind the conversation? Well, you know, we've been talking about this for a while mm-hmm. and um, our, our for-profit uh, subsidiary president, Mara Roberts and Brenna Sadler, our director of membership and communications, we brainstormed one day. And we hear young dentists coming out of dental school with really good clinical skills. They have good hand skills. They're really, really good dentists. But the thing that they don't feel confident about is the business side of dentistry, right. whether it's IT, whether it's HR, what, what, whatever it is, you know, running the business side of it. And uh, Marquette does a great job educating dentists, but they're limited in how much time they can spend spend on the business side of it because their goal is to train the clinicians so they can pass their boards, get licensed and go out and get a job. Um, So Marquette will be the first to admit that there's not enough hours in the day to teach the business side of it. They get a little bit of it. So we reached out to Marquette and obviously you folks and us, and we said we can partner together and make this an extension of the dental education, but get them where they want to go career wise. So this dental entrepreneur program is a collaboration between Act Dental, WDA, and the Marquette University School of Dentistry. And we're all going to be equal partners in this thing, and we're going to make it work. And um, we, we know there's a need. Right. This, this is filling a void. And, um, you know, I talk to my colleagues in other states around the country all the time, and I think this is going to be a first. I think this is going to be the first time that a state dental society partnered with a dental school and, a, and an entity like Act Dental to provide training and skills to help them take that next step. Yeah. And whatever that next step is, we don't know, but we want to be there for them. Yeah. And I I want to talk about this too. So we, um, as we were doing this, you gave us a list of people to speak to. And these stories are amazing. There were some heroes. Like I, I absolutely (laughs) loved that research project that we did because I was calling dentists. I didn't know. And uh, they were fairly young dentists, fresh out of school, for the most part, within 10 years of graduation. And all we did was listen to them. And the stories were incredible. And you know about these heroes. I, I, I affectionately 
call them like some of the young heroes that we have. One person, I won't name any names, but she said, you know, I built the first practice and then I started a second one. I'm like, this is amazing. How did you figure this out? She said, well, I just, I, there was nobody to help me. So I just researched it online. I'm like, you did all this online. And she said, yeah, there is no, I, it was hard for me to find specific help to build practices. And so I just figured it out. And she said to me, I wish it, it would have saved me a lot of time had I had a program or something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it was, but these stories were amazing. And, you know, without mentioning names, you know, what stories resonate with you? Well, it's, it's very similar because I, one of the things I enjoy most is speaking with members. Yeah. They call and we talk and, and they, you know, they, they, they vent a little bit and they look for help. Um, as an association, we have a lot of resources, products and services, benefits to help our members. But sometimes what they want to do is just talk and bounce things off of somebody. And that's what I think programs like this are going to allow them to do, mm-hmm. where they have a, a safe space where they can ask questions and not mm-hmm. feel embarrassed or ask questions and not, you know, not go away feeling bad about themselves. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the young people that I've tracked through dental school and now, you know, now, now some of them are my bosses. Yeah. Now, now I have some trustees that were, <laughs> you know, as students, I got to know them a little bit, then they came on and now they're actually on our board. So now I, I'm, I'm working for them. Yeah. And that, that makes me feel pretty good. That is so cool. Now I'll share this story because I'm 52 now. I don't care. And you guys have heard me say, but like 25 years of owning my own business, the first 12 were the hardest thing ever. I thought about quitting this business more than 10 times just because there's just, you're trying to figure things out. You're trying to figure out how to communicate with team members. You're trying to figure out how to handle the money and you're trying to do it all on your own. And so, you know, if you're a young dentist coming out, just I think one of the things to recognize is owning your own business. It's not easy. You know, I don't think I, I mean, I didn't take any parenting classes. They're like, it's going to be really easy being a dad. You're going to figure it out. No, it's, it's being a parent, being married is one of the hardest things you'll ever do, but it's the most rewarding. I would also say that about owning your own business. Now, again, I'm coming from the side where I'm very passionate about this. And I tell my kids this and please forgive me. Like the only job security and this is just talk inside the Barrett household is owning your own thing. You know, like there is no such thing as job security anymore. I think you creating value in the world, being able to call your own shots, dentistry is the perfect vehicle to be able to do that. And so it's hard getting started. You always talk about being an entrepreneur, being lonely. So these young dentists, it's, it's tough sometimes. You yeah. don't have anybody to call on. You don't have anybody to listen to. Right. You know, you know my beer is sitting on our cue card here called biggest fears or challenges <laughs> for dentists. Um, is it the beer or the cue card? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, but those are real. Those, yeah, are, those real. are real. And, you know, uh, a couple of themes are resonating with me. So I've been there and, and owning my own practice uh, is, was challenging, still is challenging. And it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. And I wouldn't never change it. And if I can do it, anyone can do it. It's not that hard. But it takes some intentionality, it takes some effort, and it takes some mentorship. So I had a, a lot of great members. My predecessor was a fantastic mem- mentor, still is. Mark Padgett, the WDA. I have so many mentors in the WDA that I could bounce things off. And when COVID, you know, so leadership, we talk about leadership is lonely. It's really lonely when you're young, you know, owning your own practice. But it doesn't have to be. And that's right. where this dental entrepreneurial program is going to be an amazing mentorship program. Groups like the WDA, Act Dental, we are mentors. Think about COVID. 
there's not a more lonely time as a private practice dentist. Yeah. And you're like, okay, we got to close down. We don't know when we're going to be able to open. We're researching airborne, you know, COVID is airborne and what we got to do in our practice to guard against this and that and the other. And it was really lonely. And, you know, I'll credit organized dentistry. I mean, if you're a young, de- if you're any dentist and you're not a member of the ADA, WDA, you have to be. Right. Because I guarantee you needed them during COVID. We all did. And you, you only, you, you don't need them until you really need them mm-hmm. and they need our help. We've got to be a unified profession. Um, and so there was this lonely time. We, we got together, Kirk, you're great idea. Let's do the COVID relief conference. We brought thousands of dentists on, on zoom every day. The WDA, ADA, we all look to them every single day for um, information, advice. The profession as a whole came together. But let's, you know, let's give credit where credit's due. So organized dentistry is amazing. They can help close that gap of loneliness. Um, Our DEP is going to do that. But as a young dentist, it is challenging, but you can do it. And we're going to, this DEP program, we're going to show you how to do it. You know, we're going to show you how to become in, how to succeed in private practice, how to own your own practice if you want to, how to just succeed as a, as a business owner, how to strategically think through some of the decisions. And that, you know, there's a lot of fears or challenges as a young dentist to owning their own practice, but the biggest is just the unknown. Right. How do I do that? Can I do that? And our answer is yes, yes, yes. If you went to dental school and you worked hard, you will have the hand skills. You will gain your speed. That's always something I hear. I, well, I got to get faster. You will do that. Don't worry about right. that. You're going to do that. Uh, yeah. It's fine. The dentistry becomes, I always say, the dentistry became the easy part. Yeah. And it was all the other things that I had to learn how to communicate, how to lead. And we're going to we're going to close the gap on that because we're going to share all our expertise over how many years. And so um, long story short, you have if you're a young dentist and you're sitting there, you have friends, you have mentors. Let us help you with that. And we're going to give you the playbook. Totally. And I think anyone would agree if you're listening, your life works best when your business worries are at your least. You know, when you say, gosh, this is a good week, like everything happened the way it should. The lab cases came back like on time. People showed up in the schedule. My team members showed up like everybody's pretty happy for the most part. You drive home with files closed in your brain and go, this is the greatest profession ever. It's not the same conversation when you go, gosh, lab cases didn't show up. Schedule fell apart. I had somebody quit today. Things happen, but what's really cool about this is that if you learn how to run it, you can influence it in a very positive way and have predictable outcomes. And that's mm-hmm. another thing to, to consider as a dentist. You really like predictability. You like it when your days go the way they, you like it when they start on time, they end on time. And so we have the skills, tools, and you know, I don't want to say we know everything, but what's really cool about the research lab that we're creating is that we get to work with some of the very finest private practices in the country and they've learned a few things and we get to pass along those things like verbal skills, like how to train team members, how to run a meeting, how to look at a financial statement, how to, if you're on PPOs, how to eventually move away from PPOs. That stuff is way too hard to figure out on your own. And one more thing I'll just throw in the room. This is the only downside of being a dentist is you're not really a full entrepreneur. You're a partial entrepreneur. What I mean by that is you can't just shut down the practice for a week and work on it. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs who are your friends are like, I own a couple of restaurants. I'm just going to, next week, I'm just 
taking my week to organize. No, you pretty much have to be working in order to do that. And what I mean by that and saying that is it's too hard to try to figure this out at night or in the morning before you go to work. And so there's skills, there's tools, there's mentors out there that just putting a little tiny dose of it in your practice on a weekly basis just makes it a little bit better. We always say this, you don't need perfect, but progress is pretty nice. Yep. You know what I mean? If your practice gets better a little bit every week, you're like, hey, this is kind of cool. Like, everybody's a little happier today. Wow, schedule this week was way better than last week. You know, so just think about that and making incremental progress. So, um, being a dentist is one of the greatest things ever, you know, but how it runs is important. Well, you know, during the darkest days of COVID, um, when members would call and they were really down, they were scared, they didn't know what to do. And the ADA was putting out a lot of information. The WDA was doing daily email alerts to our members. Our communications team did a great job. And as you talk to members now, those were the lifelines that they needed yeah. during that moment where the profession came together to support and help each other because the information was changing so fast. And there was also so much bad information right. out there yeah. that the dentists were hearing things, you know, on the internet or through social media. And there were so many rumors going around. They knew they had a trusted source yep. uh, in the ADA and the WDA. And we were very proud to be that trusted source. Um, did we always get it right? Probably not. But I think for the most part, the dentist knew they had someone to call, that mm -hmm. phone a friend, that lifeline that they needed. So right. that made me really, really pay happy to see how we came through this. And I think the profession's stronger after than before because they knew they had such resiliency mm -hmm. that they didn't probably know they even had. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. that's one of the coolest things about this profession. I, so Let's do this one. You're grabbing my card. I, okay, so th <laughs> this is a special place. For, so this is our third year doing intern an intern program. I'm so mad that I didn't do this years ago. But we bring in these interns. They're great kids. They're hungry to learn. They want to work and they want to learn. And so we've had a couple that are just unbelievable kids. I'm just so excited. One of them, uh, Dr. Bridget Mackey approached us at a recent course and she's like, oh my gosh, are you looking for interns? I have the greatest kid. She's a patient in my practice. And I hope I'm not, I won't say her name, so I don't want to have any <laughs> hip violation, but I'm sure she wouldn't mind. And so we brought her in and she's just been amazing. And she said, I am thinking about dentistry. And so every time she says that, my eyes light up. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm so excited. I love talking about kids about the profession in dentistry. And she is a freshman getting ready to do her sophomore year. Uh, and I'm like, you should, what would you say? To any young kid who's thinking about dentistry, either a high school kid or a college kid. I'm going to ask you both. What yeah. would you say? Well, my reaction to that would be is it can be anything you want it to be. Yeah. You are not going to be pigeonholed. You're not going to be put in a corner. You're not going to be labeled. You can do anything you want to do in this profession. If you want to own a practice, if you want to work for someone, if you want to you know, work in public health and make a difference in the world or whatever your calling is, you know, go in the military. Um, there are so many opportunities out there, right. but I know, you know, Dr. Straub, it probably has more stories than I, but dentists I talked to, a lot of times they got into this because they did have a mentor mm -hmm. or the dentist that they went to as a child, they, they looked up to them and then they became a teenager and they went and shadowed them one day or they, you know, what, whatever. Um, we hear stories like that all the time. There's a young dentist couple out in Hartford right now where they bought the practice of the dentist they used to go to as a child. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, those stories are, you can't make those up. I mean, those, yeah. are, those are real. And she is so proud now to own that practice with her husband because she used to sit in the chair 
as a child going to that practice as a, as a patient. Yeah. So my, my response would be, you can be anything you want to be in this profession. Nobody's going to pigeonhole you. Yeah. yeah. What would you say? Yeah. I love that answer. And I'll piggyback on top of that. Um, dentistry is one of the few jobs slash professions that allow you to truly create the life that you want. So a lot of people, unfortunately, their job gets in the way of the life they want to live. Dentistry, and, and as a private practicing dentist, I'm going to say, own your own practice. Why? Because I, because literally you can create the own life, the life you want. Right. You don't want to work the week of Christmas. You're the boss. You don't right. have to work. You don't want to work Fridays. You don't have to. Right. You, you want to not work till 10 o'clock? You don't have to. You want to go home at two? You can. So my point is that you got to be successful. You got to be a good leader. You got to more than, more importantly, do great clinical care. Right. And at the same time, if you do all those, you get to live the life you want, which is, that's the whole point, right? So why, yeah. why not go in and do something that allows you to be the person you want, to be the dad you want, the husband you want to be, um, the parent? It, it's, it's a fantastic profession. So anyone considering, I'm going to say, go do it. Mm-hmm. Go into private practice, practice, buy your own practice, and live the life you want. Yeah. No one's going to tell you how to do it, only you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, one other thing I, you always get the truth from us when we're talking about, <laughs> you know, and, and I do need to just call this out. Like one of the challenges is it's never given to you. You yeah, know, yeah. no one is just given that. I think the important thing to understand in owning own business is you have to become the kind of person that deserves what you just described. Mm-hmm. So it does fall on your shoulders. And this is my state of the union for the entire world, not specifically. A lot of people want the medal mm-hmm. from the marathon but very few want to do the training. Mm-hmm. You know, they just want the medal. They don't want to understand that the 16 weeks of the training is really, that's your reward. Mm-hmm. The medal and the race, that's like the, that's like the, you know, the cream on the top. That's the fun part about it. And so what we're proposing here is like developing leaders, understanding how to read a cash flow statement, you know, a balance statement, understanding, you know, a profit and loss statement. And whether you stay in private practice or decide to go in a different direction, you become more valuable to the great profession. You become an incredible asset, mm-hmm. you know, when you're looking at any type of future venture in dentistry. Um, it's just one wonderful when you can understand. And I'll throw in one more thing. There are very few failures in dentistry. People are like, oh, dentist, private care dentists, you don't hear about them. You can screw up a lot and still do really well. The only people that really fail in private care dentistry, they do something silly. You know, it's yeah. just like, I, I wouldn't have done that. That's ridiculous. You know, so there's a world of opportunity. And I'm telling you what you guys are saying is absolutely true because we see it all the time. You know, and so it's, it's really, really important to understand that you can, you can choose your future in dentistry. Hey, I want, I want to ask you a question, Kirk. Talk about, you talk a lot about leadership, training other leaders, leading up other people to become leaders around you. Talk, talk about that. And then I I also want to piggyback on top of that as why an associate dentist can, can get some benefit out of that same theory. So just talk about that. Oh, you're asking. You got a good half hour? Okay. (laughs) You got three minutes. Oh, gosh, I can't say it in three minutes. That statement, it means so much to me. Number one, personally, means a lot to me because as a as a dad, as a husband, as a leader in my own business, you put the onus on yourself. I got to learn better communication skills. I got to learn more how to do this. I got to learn how, and I'm limited to a certain point. I always want to grow and develop myself. But when I heard that, it was like the air was lifted. 
now I don't have to spend so much time developing how I communicate. I'm going to do that, Mm -hmm. but now I just got to grow people. You're a perfect example. Like Mm -hmm. I think God built you to be a CEO. You know, Mm -hmm. you're an amazing dentist. We've got other people now that are much better and they're God built them. They have a unique ability for doing that. So now I spend my time growing people, which is a good investment. Number one, it speaks to my heart. I always want to leave something behind. It's the Bill Robbins thing. Mm -hmm. You know, Bill Robbins said to me at a bar one time at a meeting, Kirk, you know what our responsibility is? I'm like, what Bill? He's like, to leave the campfire in better condition than we found it. And I'm, I love that. Yeah. And I tell my son that all the time. He's like, dad, we don't camp. I'm like, that's not the point. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, um, growing other leaders. And so if you're an associate listening, speaking to that is like, when you grow your skills, you know how a schedule works. You know how to develop a team. You know how to run a meeting. You understand a balanced statement. You understand more about how to be a leader. You know how to grow a chairside assistant, become more than just a chairside assistant, but a restorative partner. You really help a hygienist grow and get somebody healthy. You know what I mean? Now you're changing not only them, yourself, you're changing the profession. We always say there are people that change lives and there are people that fix teeth. It's not the same profession, you know? So, and I know that's why you do this. I know that I would never say, gosh, I shot a podcast today. It was awesome. That's what a waste (laughs) of time that was, you know, or I went on, did a talk and, you know, like I would hope that people see this in a bigger fashion. So yeah, Mark, you, you lead a lot of people. I don't know how big the organization is, but you, you're the leader of many people. Talk, talk about your experience with that and building up the people around you. Cause I know I've seen firsthand that you do a great job of that. Well, we've got a great team. We have about 30 employees who work for the association. And then we have 26 local dental societies that have their own boards. We have our board. We have a for-profit subsidiary that Mara Roberts does a great job running so it all depends on, you know, what's your leadership style. And my style is let people do their job and get out of their way. Hire the mm-hmm. best people you can and get out of their way. Um, you know, if they need you, be available for them, but don't micromanage because right. that's, 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 you know, that's going to be a problem for you because if people know they don't have the ability to make decisions, they're not going to make them. Right. And then you have paralysis set in and nobody does anything. Right. But leadership, you know, extends beyond the dental practice too. You know, we have a lot of dentists who are leaders in their community. They're leaders in their town. They're on bank boards. They're, you know, on the little league board. They're, you know, they're leaders of the community. So we always stress, you know, when, when we do our leadership training, think beyond the practice. Now that's a big part of what you do, your practice, but we can help you and you can be better leaders in your community. And uh, it's amazing how dentistry, and I keep going back to my funeral directing days, you are pillars of the community. People look up to you, they know who you are. Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable, right? When you're at the grocery store and they yell across the aisle, hey, Dr. Straub, but you are leaders in the community. And then they, they look at your practice in a different light. Right. And uh, that's what we try to show our members is, you know, get outside your four walls and, and, and get to know the community and be leaders. And boy, they do it. They do a yeah. great job. Yeah, I love that. You know, and that's one of the things I'm glad you guys said that it is one of the things I would tell a young dentist also is other than the freedom, other than owning your own practice, dentistry gives you the opportunity to be a leader. Yeah. And there's lots of different ways to be a leader. We always talk about, you know, what's in your two columns. So when, when you pass away, 
your whole life is going to be, you know, summarized in two columns in an obituary. What goes in there? And at the end of the day, it's like, what impact do you have in life? What's your legacy? What are mm-hmm. they going to tell you around the campfire? And dentistry just gives you such a easy opportunity to make an impact in people's lives, whether it's your assistant, whether it's your hygienist, whether it's your patients, whether it's the community and the civic organizations. It's really a great opportunity. It's a noble profession and it's awesome. Yeah. So I've got one more question before we talk about the DEP, you know, and, and it, what people can expect. Yeah. We're going to do a couple follow-ups, maybe every year, just to kind of do an update. But five years from now, we're going to be sitting in a room similar to this. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me, what are we talking about? What do you hope we're talking about five years from now? When you look at this great profession, where we're headed, what do you hope we're talking about? Well, I, I never would have imagined I'd be sitting here 16 years after taking the job. Mm-hmm. The day goes so fast and the profession evolves so quickly. Um, you know, I'm, I'm older than both of you, so I might be retired in five years. But, uh, <laughs> we're but, still we're but, still bringing you back in. But if I'm not, mm-hmm. um, I just I'm so proud of this organization and what we do and what we do for people. You know, yeah. we're we have a foundation that is already planning our mission of mercy for next year in Green Bay, June of 23. Um, we, we, we have a donated dental services program. We give scholarships to dental students. That's all funneled through our foundation. We have a for-profit subsidiary that provides insurance products and IT solutions for our dental practices. So every day we get up, our goal is to help our members succeed. Yeah. And um, we've, got a, we've got a phrase, we've got your back. Um, we have an office in Madison that handles all of our advocacy and all of our legislative work, and we interface with all the regulatory agencies so a dentist knows that somebody's got their back. Yeah. Somebody's looking out for them because their job is to help people. And they know that they've got somebody that they can turn to when the chips are down. And we want to be that place where they say, boy, I'm stuck here. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know where to turn. And, you know, even if we don't have the answer, we'll find it. We'll, we'll search it out for them. Because the dentist's job is to, to be a dentist. We want to be there to help them with all the other things. So five years from now, I'd like to see WDA bigger, better, stronger than ever as we add programs like the Entrepreneur Program. We've added so many programs over the last several years. You know, we have a a supply program that helps our dentists, you know, take advantage of group buying power to get better prices on their dental supplies. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as a, a private practitioner, they don't have the negotiating power of some of the bigger practices. So that program is saving our members thousands and thousands of dollars. And um, that was one of the programs that I was really proud to put together several years ago because it's got a tangible payback, a tangible benefit. Um, Advocacy, okay, you can't put a dollar value on it. Maybe you can, but boy, I always say to people, you know, if we weren't there, if the ADA wasn't in Washington, if the WDA wasn't in Madison looking out for you, where would dentistry be? Because right. who would speak for dentistry if we didn't? And um, that's a scary thing, isn't it? Yes, that uh, somebody so. is going to determine how you practice right. and without knowing anything about the profession. So we have an office in Madison. Our main office is in West Dallas, but we have three people in our Madison office. And then we have a contract lobbying firm that we work with. And their job is to protect the profession. And if we see a bill that's introduced that's bad, we're going to kill it. We introduce a good bill. We're going to make sure it passes. 
But the dentist can sleep at night knowing that somebody's got their back in Washington, D.C. and Madison. And, you know, not to get into politics right now, but those are scary places right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, those are who knows what's happening in D.C. these days or Madison. So WDA is looking out for our members. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I would say, uh, you know, back in the day when I was involved in the PAC and the PAC with the WDA and, you know, the, the WDA in Madison is representing all of dentistry not just the members. So, you know, one of our core values is give greater than get. WDA does that every single day. They're in Madison, they're in Washington, and they're fighting for the patients and the profession of dentistry, whether you're a member or not. And and I think that says a lot. Well, we just, uh, in the last budget cycle, we were able to finally get an increase in Medicaid reimbursement rates, the Mm -hmm. fee schedule that dentists get for seeing Medicaid patients. That's going to allow more dentists to see Medicaid patients. So if you're someone on, on Medicaid, and you've had a hard time finding a dentist, this 40% increase might open up some chair time for you. Yep. So, you know, even though, you know, we advocate for our members, we also advocate for the public. Right. And uh, that was one of the things we worked on for years. I think you were on the board, Barry, yep. when we started yeah. that. Sure. And how many years ago was yeah. that? Long yeah. time. That's 16. That's awesome. I want to get into the DEP. Yeah. Like, what, uh, unless you have a couple well, of. I, I think we should do that. Okay. I, I want to get in, you know, I want to tell everyone exactly what this is, what we're going, what they can expect, what we're going to offer. But first, I want to know our, what our producer Andy is thinking about today. Oh, we, I, we have a part of our segment where our producer always comes in and he's. He's wondering, every time he's wondering something, Andy, now, what are you thinking about today? You, wait, wait, before he goes, I, he always makes me a little nervous. Andy's amazing. Oh, totally. So we just had to do an exercise where we had to match our team members with their some favorite songs as a child. And a bear, blind challenge. And, and who won, Kirk? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he just keeps us on our toes. So Mark, we, we have no idea what Andy wants to know here. So Okay, guys. Um, so it's... Um, you know, summer is wrapping up and it's vacation time. So mm-hmm. I, it got me curious. I was thinking back to my childhood and taking vacations. I know both of you took your families on vacation recently. So I was thinking of the National Lampoon's vacation movie. And I wanted to know, as you guys look at yourself um, being a dad, uh, what type of Clark Griswold are you? Do you see yourself as? Are you somebody who's, I want to go see the largest ball of mud. I don't care if it takes us off schedule or, you know, we just have to see this or does everything have to be by the book planned as it is? Boy, Ooh, Mark, that's a good one. you, you, you want to go first? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, um, I don't know about your wives, but my, my wife was a saint. She drove a minivan for years and years and years, hauling kids to soccer games and baseball practice and dance recitals. And one of my wife's greatest joys when she came to me one day when the kids are growing up, she said, can I get a real car now? No. So uh, we took a lot of trips in that minivan and we drove all over the country and uh, we were the Griswolds. We, yeah. were, we were definitely the Griswolds, but that minivan, it took a beating, but uh, my wife now has a real car and uh, we're still taking vacations, but uh, we're not in a minivan anymore. Oh yeah. Nice. What, what kind of Clark Griswold, are you? I, I'm very much the, we have a schedule, let's stick to it, let's go. Um, I would I would want to drive fast and get there as soon as humanly possible. Um, you know, the, 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 I the bathroom totally stops every that. 45 minutes is annoying to me. Um, you know, so that's, that's my version of Clark Griswold. Is that why you've never asked me to go on a road trip? <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom every 15 minutes. Right, yeah. right. So. How about you? Mine would, I, 
I have a special place in my heart for Clark Griswold because I watch those. And I always say to everybody, like, good talk, Russ. Good talk. I do that all. You know, so, um, (laughs) but I I think my kids would say I'm more like Michael Scott than I am Clark Griswold. Like, I just, I I just love having fun. But in a politically correct way, (laughs) not so much. Um, I just, I'm not a structured guy. I go where the energy goes. So where do you guys want to go? I don't know. Let's go over here. This place looks good. Dad, there's nobody in there. It's fine. (laughs) And then we eat there and they're like, Dad, that's why no one was in there. And I'm like, it was fine. It was good. So um, I'm very much a, an energy, fun guy. I want to capture all of this. Um, my wife, I wish I could remember this board game, but gosh, it was, um, we just went on vacation. I'm going to encourage all the listeners to get it. I'll find out what it is and we'll put it in the show notes. But my wife loves doing things after dinner. So we, she makes us come home from vacation. We were in Mexico and it was a board game. And it was, how well do you know your family members? So you get 11 cards. And uh, so you have to put out the question. And so somebody has to guess every, I laugh so hard on all these questions, like that you're trying to learn about your team, your family members. And so my point is, this is like, I just, I want to go with that. Like I, I'm, my days are measured by the number of laughs, you know, like, or sure. stuff like that. So not that your day is, is any less than <laughs> better than mine, but that's just how my brain works. So Andy, I love your question, man. Keep us on our toes a lot. We're going to Wally world, right? There you go. Yes. I would be the dad that would park way out there yeah. and try to convince everybody to walk, you know, <laughs> right, right. Be the first people out here, yeah. but dad, there's nobody here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oversight, you know? Yeah. What else, Andy? Andy, what would be yours? Oh, well, that's hard. For, I mean, I, as you guys know, I don't have any kids, but um, I, I guess I've learned over the time, you know, it used to be very scheduled, like we're going on vacation, we need to do this excursion this day, this day, do that. But uh, as I grow older, uh, just more time in that beach chair is perfect. And yeah. if something else pops up, great. That's awesome. That's all I have today. I can't think of anything else. Although, you know, maybe you guys could pronounce that one singer's name. Um, you know, oh, the young stop, one that you didn't stop, know. Stop. So we had to match, we had to match team members with their favorite songs growing up. And one of them was Kesha. Yeah, I didn't know who I pronounced it. Keisha. You said Keisha. Yeah. Like, and I, well, yeah, you, I've heard her. I know my daughters play her once in a while. Is she the one with the dollar signs? Yes. In her logo? Nice. Look Mark. at you. Yeah, wow. You, you're hip, man. <laughs> you know what's going on. Lucky guess. Yeah. Yes. That's her. That and is her. So apparently I, that she's pronounced Kesha. Well, I'm going to have to look up what she sings now. I have no idea. So, yeah, I don't know. All right. So tell us about the, the DEP. So what can you expect? What is it? We can maybe speak on all perspectives. You go first. Well, as, as we talked about earlier, this was kind of a collaboration. We saw a need. Um, we saw a demand for something that didn't exist. And we put our heads together. And I think we came up with a program uh, that's going to be a year-long monthly classes, yep. monthly programs, some in person, some virtual. Yep. And over the course of those 11 or 12 months, we're going to instill some really good knowledge. And we're going to provide some mentoring opportunities, some networking. And you're going to be part of a team that's going to grow together. And Marquette University and Act Dental and WDA, we are all in on this program. And, uh, you know, it may tweak as time goes on. We may change things up a little bit, but I think you folks have put together a great curriculum. And uh, I think if you if you are part of this, you're going to come away feeling really good about things. And, yeah. um, uh, and, and we feel we've got it priced properly. Um, we feel that it's going to be it's going to be valuable. Yeah. And um, Marquette is is 
uh, I talk to the dean all the time, and Dean Lobb is a wonderful man, and he'll be the first to admit that there's not enough time in the four years to really get deep into the business side of dentistry. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he, he's not offended by this program. You know, he, he was at our first couple of meetings. Do you remember sitting around the table with him? Sure. So I, initially I was worried, well, is this going to offend the dental school, the faculty, the dean? And he said, no, absolutely not. This is going to be an extension of what they're doing right. in, the, in the clinics. Absolutely. Yeah. And from your perspective, DP. Yeah. So, you know, and I, as a dental student, as a senior dental student, I've said this before to, to the credit of Marquette or any dental school, they, they do business classes, but you're more worried about getting enough root canals and crowns and fillings and dentures to graduate. So there's a, a less energy that even the students give to that class. Right. So, but now you get out and, and now we're going to provide, I, you know, I would think of it as dental entrepreneurial training boot camp 101. So I got the schedule in front of me here, but um, it's really, we talk a lot about young dentists. This is perfect for young dentists. Yep. It's also perfect for dentists that's been out Agreed. 10, 15, 20, 25 years. Why? Because we're going to be covering the nuts and bolts. And this stuff, um, this is stuff that we've developed and we've tweaked and we've redeveloped and we'll constantly be redeveloping. So right. we're going to give, you know, we're on Friday, September 23rd, 22, we're having people right here in, in Milwaukee and we're going to give the foundation, foundational concepts of being a great leader and creating that practice you always envision. So that's going to include leadership, communication, strategic planning. We have a very unique methodology about how to strategic plan for your dental office and we're going to revolving around core values, around around clarity, around our scoreboard. And we're going to show you all that. Um, So we're going to have three live all-day sessions here in Milwaukee through this course of the year. And then in between those live sessions are going to be virtual shorter sessions, weekday nights, um, et cetera. We're going to have office hours, Kirk, where you and I, okay, on September, we're going to unload so much information. Yep. And then in October and say, okay, let's revisit some of those. Ask us your questions. So this is, this will be not a lecture where you go and take notes. Yes, it is going to be a lecture. You're going to take notes, but we're going to be working and helping the students and our members through this throughout the year where they're going to go and try and implement some of this. They're going to run into hurdles. We've heard it before. We have answers come to us. Um, and then we're going to go through human resources. We're going to talk about marketing. We're bringing in HR expert. We're bringing in a marketing expert. Um, we're going to talk about how to, how to create a, a money-making machine at your front desk. Mm-hmm. And, and these people at your front desk are so valuable and they have, I can almost guarantee they haven't been trained almost at all. And I only know that from experience. Yeah. And so we're going to give you some tools because how do you, how do you train them? You don't know. So we're going to give you some tools, the verbiage tools, the process tools, the systems that they can implement at your front desk that make your business better, make you look awesome, new patient um, experience, just some of those foundational things that, again, whether you're five years out or 25 years out, you need to be addressing. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to hear from Mark and the WDA. We're going to go through the state of the union of the dental industry. We're going to talk about the question, where'd all your money go? This is something yeah. that ACT, we're, we're launching this quarter. We're going to, we're going to give it to our, um, to the top study club here soon, but these folks are going to get part of this as well. It's our money tool. Yeah. It's how to follow cash through your practice. There is one day in my career where earlier on, where I'm looking at my PL 
and I'm seeing good net profit at the bottom. And I'm like, I'm making a lot of money. And then I'm like, where is it going? Because I don't have it in the bank. And then the tax time's coming. Like, you got to pay a ton of tax. I'm like, well, I'm paying tax on what? I didn't, Mm -hmm. you know. So every dentist almost that I talk about has had that same day of reckoning where it's like, where is all my money going? So we're going to show dentists how to use your P&L and your balance sheet and your cash flow statement and what to look on each of those so that you can come up with what I call true profit. Yep. Not the net profit you pay taxes on your true cash flow profit. At the end of the day, after all your bills are paid, after all your financing activities are taken care of, what is left over? What can you put in the bank after your taxes are already accumulated for? It's your true profit. So that's going to help so many dentists yeah. have a better conversation with their accountants because accountants just aren't trained to do that. Right. Um, so we're going to work. We're going to work dentists through that. We're going to do. And we're also going to do um, again constant virtual office hours. Um, and we're at the end, our last live session, we're going to pull it all together and how to take the leadership skills, the strategic planning, the financial concepts, the front desk, and put it all together in an operating method. And then guess what? What? We're going to do it again next year. Love it. And these members are going to stay members because we're not going to present the same. It's not like a curriculum. It's a constant evolution. Right. We're constantly, this stuff, um, you don't just do it and you're done. It's, you have to keep working at it and working at it and working at it and improving and improving and improving. And the beauty is we're always changing our philosophies, tweaking, improving, and we're going to constantly be upgrading all this tuition yeah. or uh, curriculum. Sorry. Absolutely. And so it is a step-by-step by step by step approach and how to create an amazing business in dentistry. Everything we've ever learned in a set of tools that you'll be able to use over and over and over again. And you're going to be in a group where you'll be able to see how other people are using the tools and through the use of the tools and the information, you'll go back and be a better leader. And so back to your associate question, you might be thinking, well, I'm listening to this. I'm an associate. What an awesome opportunity to raise your market value as a young professional. It's like, I know how to run a practice. Whether you stay in organized dentistry, you go somewhere else, you'll be ready to go if you come through the curriculum and see how all of that works. You'll also see, as a lot of you who are listening can understand, this is one of my biggest beefs in dentistry. I've been, and I mentioned this to you, a lot of course, I'm a CE junkie. I've been to many courses that were three days long over a weekend. And you're like, wow, this whole course could have been done in one day. Right. A lot of fluff, a lot of like dead space. You will not experience that here. You'll experience the reverse. Right. You're like, wow, that was a lot of information. <laughs> we could have spread this out in three days. Yeah. And so our job is to make use of your time to give you the tools to go back. And I guarantee you'll go, that was well worth it. You'll be a better leader. You'll know how to create other leaders that create other leaders. And what an amazing business you'll create, but an awesome legacy. Absolutely. So. Cool. Well, Mark, thanks for being here. Well, thank you guys. And all of us at the Wisconsin Dental Association are really excited to go on this journey with you guys. And yeah. uh, with a partner like Marquette and Act Dental, um, I only see great things for this. And we're just so happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, now you're going to hang out with us once a month while we just talk about <laughs> <laughs> We're roping you in. So... 
We'll stick around. We'll say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, if you enjoyed today, just do us a favor, hit the share button, share it with your friends. Join us for the DEP. You're going to see, if you weren't taking notes, we were taking notes for you. You can flip up to the notes in Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. You're going to see links to everything that we've mentioned. You can click right on it. It'll take you right to the website. We're here to answer any questions that you have. And remember, your life runs best when your business worries are at your least. And that is what we're going to help you with. So until we see you guys next time, you're here from us next time. Keep watching Best Practices Show. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.